Welcome to Call Sports. You have entered the zone called sports on another level. And now, here's your host, Cole Johnson. Cole Sports! I am that man, your man, the illustrious Turkai Cole Johnson. And on this episode, we're going to talk about GMs coming in and going out of Cleveland. Hmm. We're also going to talk about a WNBA player making history. A man getting broke off a whole ton of change. And we're going to put a subject on the further review, as we always do. But for right now, let's get to the headlines. Dateline Cleveland. So with the LeBron James approved GM out, now Dan Gilbert, the owner of the Cavaliers, is looking for a suitable for him replacement. One of those is current ESPN commentator Chauncey Billups. That's right. Mr. Big Shot is looking to be a GM because he is interviewed for the Cavaliers job and he's also interviewed for the Pistons job. My opinion on this is very few minds in the NBA have been brighter than Chauncey Billups. When he was on the floor at all times, he was the point guard that we all wanted to actually have on our team. He would always be quiet in how he did about his business. But you looked up, you would average 20 points and 10 assists. And you're like, how the heck did that happen? (laughs) He just knew how to make other people better. So if he had that ability to do that on the floor, he should be able to have that same ability to do that in the front office. So hopefully he will get a GM position. He's well-deserving of one. Dateline Atlanta and Charlotte. Former Hawks center Dwight Howard. Yes, I did say former. In his one year with the Hawks, Dwight Howard is now traded to the Charlotte Hornets. Both organizations had these things to say about the trade. Firstly, from the Hawks general manager, Travis Schlenk. Quote, It is extremely important for our organization that we maintain our flexibility, and this trade helps us achieve that critical goal. We appreciate the contributions that Dwight made on the court and in the greater Atlanta community this past season. Close quote. And now from the Hornets GM, Rich Cho, who said that he is excited to add, quote, a player of Dwight's stature. He has been a very talented player, an elite rebounder and rim protector, as well as a physical presence since the moment he entered the league. Close quote. This is the only thing I got to say about the situation. Dwight got traded at the one year with the Hawks. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, these people are catching on that he is just dead weight. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Yeah, you're going to have fun with him. Oh, I feel sorry for you, Charlotte. <laughs> I'm just glad he's gone from Houston. <laughs> oh, Lord. Breath. <sighs> I'm sorry. Woosah. Dateline, Kansas City. 
So former, and I did say former again, wide receiver for the Chiefs, Jeremy Macklin, is gone from Kansas City. And he was gone learning so through a voicemail. (laughs) Interesting how that is. And it was also noted that he played with a growing injury throughout the 2016 season. This is from Jeremy's own words. Quote. So I missed about four weeks there with the torn growing and I came back and I was able to play, but I can't sit up here and tell you I was 100%. But I'm also not going to sit up here and make excuses. So at the end of the day, I didn't play as well as I could have last year. I think that's ultimately what happened. Close quote. So in finding out that he was no longer a chief via voicemail, Jeremy felt this way. Quote. I was on a flight, so clearly he couldn't get to me. So he left me a voicemail. But the issue is they released me so late on Friday, I wouldn't become a free agent till Monday anyways. So I would at least think that, you know, have the respect for me enough to at least have a conversation with me. You know what I mean? Not really find out through a voicemail. Close quote. The he in question, of course, is Andy Reid, the head coach of the team. Well, I am happy for him because he actually landed on his feet. Now he's no longer a former NFL receiver because the Ravens picked him up and now he's a wide receiver there. So all's well, which ends well, but that was not the proper way to do that. Uh, and I, I wish the Chiefs did it a lot better for him than that. He was owed a face to face conversation before letting him go. I agree. Dateline Phoenix. Diane Tarazi, a name that is familiar with women's basketball, at least for the last almost two decades, now can claim to have the most points ever by a WNBA player. She surpassed the previous owner of that record, Tina Thompson, and now she has reached 7,494 points. Tarazi's 35, but still is determined to be as dogmatic as ever. So I salute you, Diane. I'm glad that you got that record and hopefully your legacy remains long after this record is done. And thank you for advancing basketball in your own way. It's been a pleasure to see you play on the court. Hopefully you get to pass that knowledge on to others who come after you. But congratulations to you. Well-deserved. Kudos. When I come back, we're going to talk about Cities not being responsible with their money. And upon further review, but immediately following this break, David Carr, the cheddar's rolling in. Come on back. Johnson and I have something to tell you. This site is absolutely wonderful. You can get all your news, all your comedy, all your inspiration, all of your intellect, all of your motivation, and all of your humor all in the sports realm. It's just simple. All you have to do is just simply log on cold sports with the Z dot com and it's right there for you. Come on down to cold sports. 
with a Z. Dot com. Welcome back. Cole Sports, Cole Johnson here. So David Carr is about to be broken off with a lot of money. A lot of money. A lot of money. I mean a lot of money. What what money am I talking about? Well, he is about to sign a five-year, $125 million extension. And when I say a lot of money, I mean that he is going to be the highest paid NFL player in the history of the league. And a lot of people are saying that, well, he's only been in the league three years. He hasn't learned all that much. But the thing is, when you know that you have quality on your team and when you know that when you're without that person, the team is totally different, that you know how important it is to have him and to keep him on your squad. Because all I needed to know as to how important he was on the squad was in the fourth quarter in week 16, when he got tackled and couldn't play any longer, the team was totally different from that point forward. And they looked like a whole shell of themselves in the wildcard round against the Texans. They just didn't look like themselves. You know, so I... I don't have anything bad bad to say about Carr. In fact, all I've got to say about Carr is get that money and play like you've earned it. And play like you've done before because you're going to do big things. You're going to take that team. Unfortunately, now in about three years, you're going to take them to Las Vegas. But you're going to take them to big things. And you're going to have them return back to when they were, when they were the Los Angeles Raiders in the early 80s. You know, it's it's going to be a good time to be a Raider fan. Well, it's going to be a bittersweet time to be a Raiders fan, but just judging by the play alone, it's going to be a good time to be a Raiders fan, period. He deserves that money. He deserves more than that, actually. And from what I've heard, he actually could have taken more, but decided not take as much because he wants to make sure other people can be signed. Most notably, Khalil Mack, the all everything on defense. And what can you call him? Outside linebacker, middle linebacker, defensive end. He could play any of those three positions well, but I call him the greatest defender in the league right now. He's the greatest, greatest defensive player in the game today right now. Hands down. So Carr knowing that, well, it's all on me on offense. It definitely is all on 52 on defense. I want to make sure that I don't handicap the team financially because I want this dude on my squad. I want to continuously have this guy on my team because he makes my team better. And see, to me, it's not the five-year, $125 million extension that lets me know he's important. It's the fact that he could have gotten more and said, nah, I want to make sure this whole team is better. That is the mark of a leader. And that makes me really happy that I get a chance to see this guy on the field, number four in the silver and black, that I get to see him do his thing. Now, will they go to the Super Bowl? They might. They're on their way there. Who knows? But what I do know is the Raiders have their franchise quarterback and they won't have to worry about anything in that position for the next 10 years, at least provided that he doesn't get injured for a good long while. But if he stays healthy, the QB position is well taken care of. You don't have to worry about a single solitary thing there, probably until about 2027 or 2028. And that's a great position for any organization to be in.
When I come back, we're going to dive a little deeper into another NFL subject in upon further review. Get it all. The news. The comments. The intellect. The inspiration. The motivation. The entertainment value. All within one. Cold Sports. With the Z. With the Z. Dot com. I said Cold Sports. With the Z. Dot Sports, it's all about the NBA draft. Yeah, it's that time once again. We're going to award the total of the week and we're going to put an interesting subject upon for the review. One I've done before, but I'm going to do it in a different texture and different vein. That's for the episode to come, but for this one right here, we're going to put a subject that's been needing to be surveyed for many, many, many years upon further review. Democrats and Republicans seem to not get along on many things, but there seemingly is a bipartisan effort for this issue that I'm about to bring forth. So you have a senator from New Jersey, Cory Booker, a Democrat, and another senator from Oklahoma, James Lankford, a Republican. They are pushing legislation to ban, prohibit, uh, handicap, make it extremely difficult for pro sports teams and cities to federally fund tax exempt bonds to finance new stadiums. And what does that mean? It means that the city and the owners of these teams can't go to Washington and say, look, we need to have money to build these palaces. Now this is how it's going to make us money, but we need to have this money from you guys to make it happen. And it comes in the wake of the Vikings building the U.S. Bank Stadium, and it opened last year, and the Falcons' new Mercedes-Benz Stadium that opens this year. And then you have the new stadiums out in Inglewood, California for the Los Angeles Rams and the now Las Vegas Raiders. All of these projects that have come within at least the last five years, all of them have had some type of federal tax exempt municipal bond placed on them to fund the stadium, to build it to completion. 
And so it's a big issue for these guys, or at least it's a big issue for the city. And these senators are wanting to actually put a face onto the fact that they should be a little more responsible, the cities and the owners. Cory Booker had this to say about the whole situation in general. Quote, professional sports teams generate billions of dollars in revenue. There's no reason why we should give these multi-million dollar businesses a federal tax break to build new stadiums. It's not fair to finance these expensive projects on the backs of taxpayers, especially when wealthy teams end up reaping most of the benefits. Close quote. Lankford backdoored and said this. Quote, everyone likes free federal money to build their expensive stadiums, but with $20 trillion in federal debt, this is waste that needs to be eliminated. Close quote. While I absolutely support what Lankford and Booker are doing, I support what these senators are doing. While I support that, you're not going to stop what the NFL has started. I mean, this This league is more powerful than you realize. There's a reason why the NFL has become the number one league in North America. There is a reason why that is the case. And you hit the nail on the head. The teams bring in billions of dollars. They bring it in. They bring this money in by the truckload. So for the two of you that can come up, there will be others who or in the back pockets of these owners that will lobby it back at you and say, just so we can actually get teams to want to stay in cities and to also add revenue and possibly get the NFL to award us a Super Bowl. Just think about how much money the city makes and think how much money that will pour back into the community. That's the argument that you're going to go up against, Lankford, Booker. You're going to go up against that argument. Now, I'm with you for this one simple fact alone. These city governments, they don't care about money. Why do I say that? Well, I go back to I go back to St. Louis in how they awarded one point five million dollars in a wrongful death suit. And they're paying that to the Michael Brown family. And for those who are unaware, that was the 18-year-old that was killed by Officer Darren Wilson a few years earlier. These cities are, they're, they're printing money. They cry poor. They have poor areas in their cities, but they're crying poor. And they're printing money at the same time. They don't care. Because if they did, they would they'll be jumping along with you and say, "Okay, we don't want to actually go through with this anymore. We want to see the benefit of having these teams in these cities reflect in our community from what you all draw. No, you're not going to get that. You're going to get the okay. we want public funding, but when we make the money, it's privatized. It is our money. It is what we've earned. It is what we deserve. It is what we're going to get. So in that aspect, you're both screwed. You're dealing with business owners who have spent decades learning how to accrue money, 
learning how to make profit. And you get in the way of these influential people making profit. You're not going to go far. I admire the stance, but it's going to be a fruitless pursuit for you or anybody else who joins along with you. You're right. It is a waste. They do need to not dip into federal money and taxpayers money. But as long as there's an NFL and as long as there's owners who are greedy, you're going to have them beg taxpayers to pay the money. I want the owners to actually fork the bill to build stadiums on their own. But if the system for them isn't broke, why should they want or demand for it to be fixed? happen to like this episode or any episode you've heard thus far join me on cold sports with a z.com that's coldsports.com with a z and you can get books you can get audiobooks you can also get the newsletter you can get the opportunity to speak on air and you also can make your voice heard in the cold sports vip room come on down you can just go there to cold sports with a z.com that's cold sports with a z.com you can check out me all the past episodes and all the other trinkets i just mentioned on cold sports with a z.com it doesn't matter where you listen to me how you listen to me or when you do i just want you to do this one simple thing vip one simple thing and that is to enjoy the content For the Intelligent Sportsman, I am Cole Johnson, and this is... You've been listening to Cole Sports with Cole Johnson.